Hello, dear one. I am your host, Dumi, if you didn't know that by now, and you are listening to the second season of Human Becoming, a podcast about what it means to become human, and this second season is a very special dedication to the messiness and joy and pleasure and chaos of that project. I'm going to begin with a desire and a request. Lately, I've been reflecting on just how important this human becoming project is to me. I believe so, so much in this work, and I wanted to reach as many people as possible. And here is where the request comes in, because I need your help in doing that. There are a lot of Human Becoming listeners who tune in from Apple Podcasts, and if this is you, please rate the podcast and leave a review because it really helps to build trust in the podcast and draw in new listeners. And if you know of someone or someones who you feel would really benefit from listening to this podcast or a particular episode, please send it to them. I believe in the power of word-of-mouth referrals, and I am asking for your and the universe's help, support, in making this desire a reality. And now for today's podcast episode. (sighs) Let's start with a breath. A deep inhale. And a deep exhale. As we settle into our bodies, how is your body feeling today? What is present for you? Are there any particular moods or emotions or sensations that you can feel into? Maybe anxiety, maybe excitement, joy, sadness, grief, anger, frustration, maybe expansiveness, openness tightness. They may feel uncomfortable or pleasure-filled or something totally different, but just allow yourself to touch into them as much as you feel able to and become aware of where your body is right now. There is no right or wrong here. Maybe as we become aware of how our bodies feel, We can also become aware of where our bodies are situated in space. Where is your body connecting with something else, be it the floor, the bed, the chair, the cushion, the blanket, the carpet? How does it feel for your body to connect with this other body? Can you bring your awareness to the place in which bodies touch, to the sensations that you feel there of skin meeting cloth meeting cushion? Maybe become aware of the pressure in this contact zone. Can you feel the heaviness and or lightness and or something totally different in your body? (laughs) Maybe these sensations exist in different ways and in different places. And as you become aware of where your body meets other bodies, meets the world, 
maybe take a moment to orient to the space around you. I like to look at the edges, where the walls and floors meet, or where the wall and the wall meets, to drag my eyes slowly, very slowly, across the surfaces that surround me, allowing myself to really take in where I am. And if this feels open to you, Maybe there is some action that your body would like to take to help you become more settled in our listening session today. Would your body like to stretch, move, be in stillness, hum, sing, laugh, cry, burp, shake? Is there a little action that you can take now to help your body feel more present and grounded here? For me, that is always anchoring in another breath. These are all invitations. Lean into what feels good, and as we spoke about last week, honor your authentic yes and no. Use this as a practice to check in with what feels good and what doesn't. Here, and in life, I remind myself that choosing is more important than doing, that making conscious choices and decisions around our body's wants and needs is more important, at least to me, than simply doing what we are told or following instruction automatically, which is what our school system and society drills into us, so I am constantly unlearning this urge, and it is okay if you are too. I often feel this need to perform when I'm doing body-based practices. I feel like I need to perform what feels good instead of actually leaning into what feels good. Like, oh my god, the facilitator said we have to find settledness in our body, so how do I perform settledness? (laughs) But here, I am inviting you to step out of our rituals of performance. I am inviting you to meet your body and enter into a process of inquiry and self-discovery around what actually feels good and settled and safe and grounded. I love practices like these because they are so nourishing and grounding for me and they really help me to feel resourced. But you might feel differently and that is okay. These practices are invitations into connection with your body. There is no right or wrong way to be in connection with your body or to be and feel embodied. Maybe here set a little intention for this listening session to be present with your body and what you are experiencing in a way that feels good to you knowing that that might look totally different than it does for me, and that is okay. Once again, there is no right or wrong here. If you need to listen while doing jumping jacks, or while running, or while drawing, or scribbling, or while lying in total stillness, or while dancing, there is no right or wrong. I really want to take a moment to emphasize this here, Because these podcast episodes and this process of listening can be deeply healing if we allow it to be. 
Even if you don't listen to the content of this podcast, or you don't take in anything that I'm saying, the invitation to be in connection with your body for 10, 15, 20 minutes can be hugely transformative. And the invitation to find your authentic yes and no, and what feels good and what doesn't, can be hugely transformative too. When we have been raised in societies that don't value our individual unique human expression, this podcast can be used as an opportunity to have a few moments of honoring how you want to show up here and honoring your body's real expressions of its beingness and not what you think that beingness should look like. So, this is an invitation to be. Accept it or don't. There are no right or wrong answers here. There is so much that I want to share with you about the week that I've had and what I have experienced. Journeys that I've taken through shame and self-discovery and fear and so much more. It can be hard for me to decide what to share with you because there is so much that I would like to, and I have to remind myself that that is why I have an entire podcast. (laughs) I'm honoring my sense of urgency in this moment and wanting to share so much with you, but knowing that there is time for everything. And today, there is time for pleasure. Pleasure has been incredibly present for me this week. I have the amazing opportunity to work with a dear friend of mine on a project that is so intensely pleasurable and is rooted in being able to share a way of being with the world that is more deeply connected to pleasure. I'm really grateful to be doing this work and to be able to share it with you soon, But it's leading me to dance with pleasure in new and exciting and nourishing and honestly surprising ways. I don't know if you can hear this, but there is a hadida, which is also known as a bird of iris, that just keeps making noise. And I'm taking that as a sign that the ancestors and the spirit world and the... um, the, the more-than-human world that surrounds us is really in agreement with what we are about to share here today. But back to my storytelling, I am going to pull a classic me storytelling move here and start this story, this exploration on pleasure in a place that you wouldn't really expect it to start. So let's begin. The year is 2020. What a year! (laughs) And I am in Mahalisburg. If you've listened to the first season of the podcast, you know that this is one of my favorite places to be in the world. It is a place that is so nourishing and restorative for me. Anyways, I'm in Mahalisburg, and predictably, I'm taking psilocybin mushrooms. This is, once again, a throwback for Season 1 listeners of the podcast. You may remember hearing parts of this story, but for our new listeners, I will tell the story again. 
I'm in Michalisburg and I've taken a heroic dose, also known as 5 grams of psilocybin mushrooms. This remains my only heroic dose journey to date because it was so intense. Shortly after consuming the mushroom tea, I found myself in a pit of darkness and despair and pain. I'm starting to grow a greater familiarity for what this space really is, and that'll be another podcast episode, but for now, I can call this place the void, the underworld, the nothingness. And as I am here, dancing with or in the underworld, <laughs> I am engulfed in more pain than I have ever experienced in my entire life. And what's interesting in reflection is that this pain is all my own. It was not external forces of pain being thrust upon me, but rather years and years, and potentially lifetimes, of repressed pain coming to the surface to be felt, to be seen, to be honored, to be acknowledged. This was one of the most transformative experiences of my life, and I am grateful every day to have had it. At some point in the journey, I literally had all of this pain plucked from my body, and I felt a totally different sensation. An opening. Pleasure. And this is really my first introduction to pleasure as an expansive force. I am even tempted to say pleasure as God. But here I am, after having my ass kicked, feeling more pleasure than I have ever felt in my entire life. And let me paint this picture for you. I feel a wave moving through my entire body. I feel myself becoming the wave, leaning into it, surrendering to it. I am now the wave. I am not separate from this God, from this pleasure, from this ocean. I am pleasure. I suppose here, for me, pleasure is the ecstasy and bliss of dissolving into God. I am aware of every cell in my being. This wave is enlivening my entire body. I feel each individual toe curl, and I feel the impact of that curl move throughout my entire body. In this moment, I know bliss, I know connection, I know God. And perhaps what I am getting at here is that for me, to know pleasure is to know God. This experience happened around a year ago, and I'm constantly making sense of what I saw and experienced. Here, I know I will struggle to find the words to describe an experience that is beyond speech, that is beyond words, that is beyond human conceptualization, but is very much within the realm of human feeling, human experiencing, human being. <laughs> As humans, we grasp at pleasure, at this big, indescribable force. 
We have found ways to revel in pleasure through dance and song and being in our bodies and being connected to other bodies and food and sex and orgies. I sometimes think about the history of humankind and that for 95% of the anatomically modern human's history, we have engaged in orgies and we have had sex with lots and lots and lots of people. I would highly recommend the book Sex at Dawn if you're interested in learning more about this very deep and sexy history of humankind. Sex is one avenue into pleasure, potentially, and it won't always get us there. But what this journey taught me is that there are other avenues, and that there is this source of pleasure in the universe that is so expansive, that there is pleasure to be touched and felt into in ways that we cannot even imagine. Now, for the societal piece, I can't create an episode of Human Becoming without speaking about society. We come from lineages of ancestors who reveled in their experiences of pleasure. Pleasure as deep and embodied and powerful surrender into God, into source, into the divine, into the nothingness, into the void. (laughs) We come from lineages of ancestors who found that pleasure through so many avenues, through community, through connection to other bodies, human and non-human, through connection to our own bodies and the sensations that we experience in these bodies, the sensations and pleasure that we delight in as we nourish our bodies, as those bodies are constituted, created, molded, forged, formed from the bodies of other beings, the bodies of plants and the bodies of animals that we consume. And and we don't live in that society anymore. We live in a society that is waging a war on pleasure. Capitalism, white body supremacy, and colonization are massive forces that work tirelessly and intentionally to disconnect us from our pleasure And in that way, to disconnect us from our connection to source, from our connection to God. What I am positioning here is that pleasure is deeply spiritual. Pleasure is about our connection to God. And I find it interesting to use this lens to look at the colonial project, to look at the white supremacist project, to look at the capitalist project, and to see how at the core of many of these systems, is the desire to remove and sever human beings from our life force, from that which sustains us, from that which reminds us of our humanity and our mortality and our godliness. I want to make a quick note here that when I say God, I really want you to feel free to insert here however you think of, conceptualize, and relate to this giant source that I believe we are all part of. And so for you, that might be God, the creator, Mudimu, source, the divine. There are so many ways of conceptualizing of this force, the universe, the ancestors right? However you think of this big divine project that we are all part of, 
that is God. And so I'm not using God in a Christian sense or using God in the way that it has been used by mainstream religion or organized religion, but rather God as that which we all are. And so what I'm positioning here is that pleasure is deeply spiritual. Pleasure is about our connection to God. And then I suppose I'm positioning that this severing that is such a huge part of the white supremacist, the capitalist, the colonial project is part of how you work to colonize and oppress a people. You work to sever their connection from the source of their resistance and power, from that which affirms life and reminds us of our inherent worth, of our divinity, of our sacredness. And that is pleasure. I want to name here that this feels very edgy for me to speak about. (laughs) It's something that I'm still playing with and working to discover. As some of you know, I majored in African history and a lot of my fascination in undergrad was around the role that gender and sexuality played in the colonial project how the imposition of gender and sexual norms was an integral part of the colonial project. Now, as I'm growing into a sexuality professional, I'm interested in where these two worlds meet. These two worlds being to me as the historian and to me as the lover of sexual liberation. I'm curious to explore this meeting place and what it will allow me to discover but this is where I am right now. And for me, this is why pleasure has to be part of the work of decolonization. Pleasure is a reclamation of our humanness, of our godliness, of our power. And so that is why I am deeply committed to this pleasure project, this project of reclaiming pleasure fully, completely, and totally, for myself, for my body, for my ancestors. And in learning to reclaim that pleasure, I want to share it with you (laughs) because I believe that pleasure is a key, an opening, a portal, a gateway to our collective liberation. And so let's resume the story at the point where it meets me this week. I've been growing my own psilocybin mushrooms, which is always a learning journey in and of itself, and I've started a microdosing protocol. For those who aren't familiar, this is taking a small subperceptual dose of an entheogenic medicine over a period of time. However, whenever I grow my own psilocybin mushrooms, I have a totally different connection with them, like a totally different relationship. And these children that I'm communing with love me so, so, so much. And they just want to shower me in their love. It's incredible. (laughs) And so even when I'm microdosing, I feel totally different sensations opening up in my body. And the gift that these mushrooms have offered me at this moment, at this point in my journey, is deep, deep access to pleasure deep, deep access to this expansive force. 
I have microdosed twice now in the past two weeks, and on each occasion, my body has been consumed and transformed by that wave of pleasure. I have felt the wave rising inside of me, opening me, taking me under, transforming me. It has been an incredible experience, and it has brought me right back to my curiosities around pleasure. And so, here are some things that I have learned and experienced in pleasure this week. Pleasure allows us to appreciate the infinitely small, to delight in what is before us, in what our bodies are experiencing in the here and now. Pleasure allows us to see the God in small things. And pleasure invites us to explore these strange and peculiar places. It allows us to revel in what is right before us in a society that is always asking us to look towards the future, towards the next thing, for satisfaction, for gratification, for contentment. Pleasure is liberatory. It affirms our inherent worth our inherent value, that there is nothing that we have to do for that to be true. It simply is. We live in a society that tells us the opposite, that we need to constantly do and change so that we can be loved and valued and deemed worthy. Many of us spend our lives, and I have spent a good chunk of this life, chasing that value, when pleasure reminds me that there is nothing to chase, there is nothing to look for outside of myself, it is already here. Pleasure reminds me to slow down, to inhabit the animal body, enjoying the sensations of each move and flex and stretch and breath, and to revel in that slowness for the delight that it allows us to discover. Pleasure reminds us, me, of who we are, of who I am as a human, that my experiences have meaning, that my life has meaning simply for being. Pleasure is a resource to ground ourselves in safety and expansion to weather the storms that are coming. Pleasure is always available to us if we can learn to tap in. This is only the beginning of my exploration of pleasure here in human becoming. I know that there is something here that is waiting to be grasped. There is something more here. Like, I feel it. <laughs> and I know that if I just slow down enough, if I descend into pleasure, I may be able to find it. And so, I look forward to doing that exploration with you, and I hope in listening to this episode that you have been introduced to some new ways of thinking about your experiences of pleasure. The pleasure of eating a strawberry of lying outside on a warm spring day, of smelling the roses and being naked and feeling cold water splash on your skin, 
the pleasure of a warm bath, of a hot meal, the pleasure of body being touched by another, or by oneself, the pleasure of sex, the pleasure of breathing in and remembering that you are alive and that that is enough. There is so much pleasure on access to us here if we can only learn to take it in, to receive it. And when we do, we reclaim that pleasure for ourselves, for our ancestors, and for all of humanity as we move into a world that is slowly, but surely, starting to reorient towards pleasure and thus towards our humanity, towards God. As I sit in deep pleasure this week, I wrote to myself with big tears (laughs) that I want to learn how to experience this. My heart aches for the ways that humanity has been robbed of experiencing this pleasure that is our birthright. And as I sat and cried and cried and cried, for all those who, like me, will say, I want to learn how to experience this, I also know that it is possible. I know that it is possible because I have walked the journey of deep disconnection to my pleasure, and I am walking the journey of reconnection. And even though this is a lifelong journey, what I have experienced has opened my eyes and my heart and changed my life. And I want that for all humans. And that is why, as a little teaser, I am very excited to announce that my dear friend Seho and I are working together on creating a pleasure journal Tseho is a pleasure advocate and has been such an integral part of my journey in rediscovering my relationship to pleasure. Our deep hope for this journal, which will be filled with opportunities for reflection and self-discovery and self-inquiry and play and many, many somatic practices to guide you in touching into this expansive force, is that it will reconnect you to the pleasure that is your birthright. I'm really excited to be able to speak about this, and there will definitely be updates to follow, but I wanted to share this with you, my dear listener, and know that I am so looking forward to being in this continued expansion into pleasure with you. And that is the end of today's episode. I was really looking for a human becoming is like sex line. And it's not really coming to me this week, but I will say (laughs) that human becoming is like sex. You never really know what you're going to get, but hopefully it's going to be satisfying. (laughs) Anyway, wishing you many, many, many blessings as you move into this week before you and hoping that you have many opportunities or even just one to explore and deepen and stretch into pleasure. 
with my deepest, deepest, biggest, hugest love in the world. <laughs> Signing off.